Hey folks, it's Chris with the Human Project Podcast. What we're gonna dive into in these next couple episodes has to deal with the imposter syndrome. Have you ever felt like you're a fraud? You're trying to do something, people are looking at you, and you don't know if you actually have the skills to do it. It's a great opportunity for reflection. In this episode, we're gonna talk about what to do tactically. And in the second episode, we're gonna dive into what does this reveal about our identity and how do we deal with that? So take a listen, let us know what you think. Hopefully this will be extremely helpful for you in dealing with the imposter syndrome. Hi, Mark. Hey, Chris. How's it going today? It's a really good day. How are you? I am also doing really well. And it is a really good day. It is. I'm excited for this topic that we're about to talk about. Yeah, very real one. Yeah. This was uh, a suggestion brought up to us by one of our listeners. Excellent. Yeah. Love it. And Love so. It. I'm excited to dive into it. I think there'll be two parts to this, but we'll explore and see what ends up happening. And it is this topic of the imposter syndrome. Mm. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, right. Cue dramatic music, no doubt. Yeah. So I'm guessing that term's probably familiar to a lot of people, but for those that are not familiar with it, would you mind giving an uh, overview of, of what that is? Sure. Uh, it, it, uh, you might recognize it by being in a moment where you're doing something, you're in the midst of doing it, or you're about to do something, and you go, oh, no, I'm not sure I'm good at this. And I, I don't think anybody else knows it, but they're going to find out, or everybody else knows it, <laughs> and they're going to find you know, they're going to point it out or something like that. So it's, it's like being in a spot where you, you think you're not as good or you're not as capable as, as the position would imply and you're gonna be found out. Yeah, like I'm a fraud. Yep, kind there of, you go. Kind of thing. Yes, that was many fewer words and very well said. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we work. <laughs> fair, that is fair. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the first time I got introduced to the term the imposter syndrome was in my corporate career where I would I had just moved into a new role and I was doing it and thinking I was doing pretty good at it And it's interesting because even like when you're in that type of circumstance, just the littlest thing, Mm. like one little hiccup comes in and it can overwhelm you. Yeah. And you're like, oh man, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm a complete fraud. Everybody, like you said, is going to find out that I have no idea what I'm doing. And it's still prevalent to this day. Like it still comes Mm -hmm. up for me, even teaching and training, which I've been doing for years now. Right. Yeah. And I'm a certified trainer for one of the most prestigious organizations that teaches corporate training. Like that's not an accident, but still like in the moment, all logic goes out the door. Right. And you have this, uh, feeling that like, like I said, you're a fraud. So, um, back then it was, I experienced this and then I went to look it up and see like, okay, what is this? What is this thing? Like, and there was the term, the imposter syndrome. So when I hear the term imposter, mm-hmm. first of all, I always think of a joke with a Bostonian accent. Oh, no. I'm an imposta. <laughs> Something about Italian food in there. But okay. anyways, yeah. Yep, that's mm-hmm. sure. completely off track. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> but when I hear the word imposter, yeah. it's like somebody standing in a place that's not who they actually say they are. Yeah. Like a, an actor, yeah, perhaps, yeah. right? Um, or, or if we put it in uh, less, even less fun terms, more uh, punchy, was, we'd be saying somebody who lacks integrity. Mm. You're pretending to be something that you're you're really not. Yeah, and there's no integrity in doing that. 
So when I have experienced this, much like you, it, it's it's usually just a very small thing. But the way I would describe it is it's it's like a snowball effect. It's kind of mm. rolling downhill. Mm -hmm. So this one little thing, I go like, oh, no, uh, that person asked a question that I don't know right off the top of my head how to answer. I don't have like the answer for mm. that. Yeah. Right. So that's one thing. And there's a challenge there. Like, how am I going to handle that? But then as soon as that turns into doubt, that's the main one for me is I start to doubt if I can't answer that. And then I start to go to these global words, right? Yeah. It starts to get a lot bigger than that. It's just rolling downhill and it's picking up speed. And they're like, if I can't answer that person, well, I'm probably going to get a bunch of questions like that. And, oh, no, am I, I'm not even qualified to be a trait. You know, just it explodes yeah. um, is, is the way that I tend to experience it. And while there's, there's a, a seed at the beginning of how do I deal with this, the, the rest of that is is fabrication, is is not a helpful perspective, and nor is it accurate um, either. And so I think it's, I would say it's probably worth looking into like, what's the seed and what's mm. the amplifier? What's the thing that's taken that from a little question to now it's exploded into this giant, you know, snowball avalanche thing going downhill? Yeah, yeah, as you're, as you're explaining that, I think there's, um, what I've found helpful is there's a multi-step process to go through when talking about the imposter syndrome. Mm. And what you talked about is a great, like what's what's the amplifier there? I think what comes even before that is a, a pause and just saying, okay, there's some doubt here. Yeah, Is this reality or is this fabrication? Yeah. Is the imposter syndrome actually acting like an imposter? Oh. <laughs> Meta on the imposter syndrome. Meta on the imposter syndrome. <laughs> so, Here's what I think would be a helpful path forward for this is how can folks, how can uh, you listen for where I experience the imposter syndrome? How can you pause and reflect whether that's reality? How do you stop it before it amplifies? Mm -hmm. And then how do you deal with it if there is a deficiency there? Yeah. I think that'd be a helpful step for us to go through for this episode. Yeah. And then the next episode, I think I want to boil it down to what does that reveal about identity and a mindset yeah. that we approach it in. Which, spoiler alert, from my perspective, that is a significant part of what the amplifier is yeah. behind all of this. Mm, yeah. So we're asking about who we are. For sure. And if we're enough, those types of things. But yeah, that is very practical uh, for this episode to explore those things and how we can, when we start to see it happen, what do we do? And after it's happened, how do we clean up? Yeah. And address it. Yeah. Yeah. So l let's go back to your scenario. Um, either the ones that you brought up, you know, you're first in a new job or when you're in the midst of teaching a class or something uh, like that. I, I, I certainly can relate to either of those. And I imagine many of the people listening can relate to something like that. Okay. What's what's the first hint you have that something like that's happening? Uh, the first hint. Oh, that's a good question. Um, it might even be beforehand. I don't know. So if I reflect back on the first time that I remember that happening, what it was, was I was really trying to prove myself in a new job mm -hmm. and like any little hiccup would just throw me off. Like if I wasn't cruising, yeah. I was failing. Okay. Like I used to actually have a lot of perfectionistic tendencies, which you wouldn't know this now because I am a, very much a good enough person for a lot of things. I don't believe you right now. That's <laughs> and your face looks pretty shocked. <laughs> but it really was that case because okay. it was I would hold myself to unattainable standards. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> remember the book, The Purpose Driven Life? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. There was something in there about um, uh, several truths that we need to know in order to actually live our lives fully. Mm -hmm. And I have it printed on a post-it note, and I look at now uh, every time I teach a class. I always have the post-it note with me. Okay. And I look at it, and there's a couple of things in there that say things like, um, I don't need anyone's approval to be happy. Okay. God created me to be me, not anybody else. What seems so important now is only temporary. And I am doing everything just for an audience of one. Okay. Yeah. The reason I say that now is I'm thinking like why it's less of a struggle for me in circumstances than what it used to be. And I prep myself now before I go into a situation where mm -hmm. I know that I am in the spotlight yeah. or people are looking at me. Right. Back then, I didn't have that. I was in this, I felt like I was in the spotlight all the time. Mm -hmm. Even though what's really interesting is most people don't think about you as much as you think that they're thinking yeah, about you. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And fun other little fact is everybody's faking it. Everybody's faking their job in some way. You're always being stretched into something that you haven't done before. Yeah. And once you realize that, I think it's really freeing mm -hmm. that you don't have to be proving yourself or in the spotlight. So long way of answering your question, going mm -hmm. back to what prompted that. It's when I feel like I need to prove myself. Yeah. So like walking into a situation, I sometimes liken this to, you know, we're trying to put a brick on top of a house, you know, of cards, that kind of thing. If I feel like the weight... It doesn't work, I don't think. It does not. That's yeah. the problem, exactly. Because <laughs> all it takes is one card to start to quiver, and you're like, oh, no, everything's going to fall, because it will. Yeah. Um, it's not meant to hold that. Yeah. Though, that, to answer the question that you're you're trying to make it answer, um, of walking into that as, as someone who's in, new in their job, saying, like, I have to prove myself, because if I don't do all of this perfectly, then I don't, I, I don't belong here. Uh, I'm not supposed to be in this job, any of those types of things, or something even more identity related, but to have every interaction bear the weight of that question, mm, yeah. you're bound to end up um, in a several challenging spots. And one of them is this imposter syndrome because yeah. you're going to make mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's unsustainable and it's exhausting. How about for you? Where does, where does imposter syndrome typically show up or where has it shown up for you in the past? Yeah. It will show up in those stand and deliver moments for me. Um, like even just today we were recording a video and I was, it was a different type of video and it's not our podcast, but I was, I had thought through what I wanted to say and it was like, okay, camera's rolling, go for it. And I went, Eek! <laughs> <laughs> like inside of me, all of it was just like, yipes. Yeah. And then I started, I tried and I was, I was not getting where I wanted to go and saying what, uh, what I had wanted to say that I care passionately about. And I, I, I kind of walked in in a way knowing that it was going to be challenging because mm. um, I'm not a, a read a script and I'm not an improv person. So the, I, I have this really weird spot in the middle that's challenging for me to get into a flow of that's much easier in a conversation like this. This is yeah. wonderful. He does great on the podcast, doesn't he, folks? <laughs> Shucks. <laughs> <laughs> but that's an example of a time where I was in that moment going, talking myself down basically mm. out of let's not snowball this. Mm. Yeah. This is not an identity question about Mark. This is not a, uh, if I'm doing that job, uh, well, this is 
a, I'm having trouble articulating what I want to articulate right now mm -hmm. that I am passionate about. So let's find a way through that specific issue, but I had to find my way back to that. Yeah. So you've experienced that type of challenge in the past, but for mm -hmm. this example, you were able to look at it and say, yeah. let's right size that problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a fair way to put it. It is, it is a, if you will, it's a small snowball. There is a challenge to work yeah. through here. It is not an avalanche. Yeah. Because the, by the time it becomes an avalanche now, I can't, I can't record that video. Right. There's no way I'm recording that video because right. I'm, I'm gone. I'm flooded. And as we've talked about yep. before, yep. I'm not going to be thinking straight and I can't do what I need to do in that moment. Yeah. I think that would be a good spot for this episode is yeah. right sizing. Mm-hmm. And then in future episodes, we can talk about what does that look like or future, the next episode, we can talk about um, what happens if that does reveal an identity yeah. type issue right. and mindset approach. Mm -hmm. So yeah, right sizing issues. So before it gets into imposter syndrome all the way down to identity, you find something that scratches that spot. Yeah. And you go, okay, something's happening here. Yeah. Let's pause, mm -hmm. which is probably really easy to say and really difficult to do, yeah. especially in that moment that the imposter syndrome right. is. Because for both of us, it's that stand and deliver, or, and I'm mm -hmm. guessing for most folks, it's that prove yourself or prove yes. it moment, like I'm capable. And that's always like high susceptibility of flooding, yeah. of neurobiological flooding, which we've talked about in the past, which actually stops our brain from thinking. Can't think, can't process, which is what we're inviting our, us, <laughs> that's what we're inviting yeah. you to do right now, yeah. is to stop and think. and essentially your your brain's going to fight that in a yeah. way. So if it's in a moment where you can't stop and think or you have to deliver, it's deliver and put a tab in there for your brain yeah. to come back to. It is um for yeah, for the moments where you can't just pause the world. Like in the video recording I and and, and two of you just <laughs> were fine and just stood here and I took probably 60 90 seconds just of by myself silence. Well, I could pause that one. Sometimes you can't do that. Yeah. Sometimes you can't you know, let's take a break from this meeting or whatever it is. Um, I, th I will yeah, say, I yeah. think. Peace out, y'all. I have a, yeah. <laughs> I'm flooding. Let's yeah. stop. <laughs> Although you we can did try that. We did work with an organization that had implemented that. Yes. That everybody went through that. They had a common language of flooding yeah. and they knew when they got into high risk things that they were better to pause those and solve those. But right. most folks don't often have that, that opportunity. I will say. Also to that, while it is less common, it is still possible in more situations than I mm -hmm. usually acknowledge. Yeah. I'm thinking about other situations where it's just like, I need to write this thing and I'm not great at just coming up with prose, same, same kind of thing just as far as writing. And I'm gonna have challenges with that maybe. The pressure there is actually me putting pressure on me. Mm -hmm. I can take a break, mm -hmm. I can pause, I can take a walk around the block, whatever it is. Um, so there, there are, that, you know, get creative is the first thing I would say. But um, there is a mental like exercise or a mental strength, a muscle that we can grow to refocus ourselves in those moments. Mm. At least that's what I've, what I've found in myself when I'm in, let's say a classroom environment and a student asks me a question while, and, and I go like, oh, I don't know. Or it reminds me of something that you know, I go, I didn't deal with the real life situation of that. Well, how could I answer that <laughs> to this person? Any of those kind of things where I'm starting to doubt myself. Mm -hmm. um, as I've been able to grow my focus muscle, my mental focus muscle, it's enabled me to work through it. Kind of like you're saying, get through the situation and then let me step out and reflect. Mm -hmm. um, and that's very powerful. 
in that moment where that student's asked me that question, my mental muscle now is to focus on the student because the challenge I've got is I'm focusing on me. Mm, yeah. And if I do that and I, I'm going to go down the pit of Mark. Yeah. You'll get that <laughs> snowball of, rolling. Yeah, yeah. Instead of, uh, you know, Jason's asking me a question, right? Oh, what, what's going on with Jason? Why is this so important to him? And if I can refocus mentally on him and just ask him some questions because I don't know the answer, it actually, then I get out of the situation and I go, did that help him? Yeah. Actually, it did. Yeah. It becomes, so right-sizing, refocusing, like yeah. taking it back to the person right. that you're trying to help. Mm-hmm. I think that's more of the mindset is help instead yes. of prove. Yes. Um, and I think that's applicable probably for most situations with imposter syndrome. Like if we can have compassion instead of um, pride, I don't know what other word you'd have there. Phew. Hubris. I don't know. Um, <laughs> get fancier words out here. I think it's um, looking up the diction- dictionary <laughs> definition of hubris. Yeah. Word nerds. <laughs> um, word nerd alert. <laughs> I think, there's kind of at its core that it's up to me. Mm. It's all up to me. I'm sorry if I'm going to state it more fully that there's a belief somewhere in here that it's kind of all up to me. Yeah. I have to answer that student's question. I have to prove that I'm, I'm capable of this job in this moment. I have to yeah. write this thing or record this video. It has to be me and it has to be right now. Um, again, that's that brick in a sense, but that, that actually is elevating me higher mm. Right. It doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to be exactly in this moment. I don't have to be perfect about it. There's a bunch of things that start to unravel if I go, it's not all up to me. Yeah. And for me as a believer, even to recognize that if God's put me in this position, that even my fumbling, imperfect actions that I take are still things that he can use and yeah. will use for his purposes. That takes that brick right off the top of my shaky house, which is still a shaky house because... I'm not perfect. Yeah. So right-sizing, refocusing, Mm -hmm. and one that we kind of danced around of rethinking, like go back and live it not in the moment. You are summarizing very well. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I thank you. (laughs) It's also really good walking, as you mentioned, walking into a situation where you think this might be the case. Look, this is just a good thing every single day to be centered on even more so on days where you're walking into a situation where this is a likely thing where, yeah. where you're, you're realizing this is really important is to start asking God, well, how do you see me and who are you and acknowledging that it's not all up to me and um, that he will provide and he's put me in the spot he's put me in. Those are critical things to, to start to eat more yeah. and more. Yeah, I think um, one of the things that's really prevalent in culture today is like morning affirmations. Okay, yeah. Like, I am capable and I am this, blah, blah, blah. Okay, maybe you're not. Maybe you're not. Maybe there is a deficiency there Mm -hmm. that you want to grow into. Right. But I think right-sizing, refocusing, rethinking, and then I just came up with a fourth one. You ready for it? Okay, I'm buckled up. Recentering. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a reason why these habits are really impactful, like why morning affirmations work for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But for us as believers, we have the most powerful affirmations that we could possibly ever think of, which is time with God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hearing from our daddy. It's for a long time in my history growing up, it was like, you gotta read your Bible every day. You gotta read your Bible every day. And it was more about like 
checking it off instead of like, what does it look like to connect with God? And how does that center me so that I'm not needing to yeah. prove myself right. all the time? Tossed around by the the waves and the wind. Yeah. I put it in biblical language. Yeah. I don't want to be tossed by those like little, oh my gosh, I didn't do that perfectly. I don't want to be tossed by that. Yeah. That is a real thing. I need to deal with it and I don't need to go off course for it. Yeah. Yeah. So the four R's to combat the imposter syndrome. You heard it here first, folks. There you go. Four <laughs> R's for combating the imposter syndrome. I do want to call out that there are times that the imposter syndrome can be extremely helpful for us. Okay. Wow. Didn't expect that. Do tell. I would relabel it though. So it's not okay. the imposter syndrome, but it's recognizing when you do actually have a deficiency. Okay. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not good enough to do this. That, mm -hmm. That's uh, what I like to call a learning moment. Yeah. And if you're not good enough, acknowledge it. That's that's the first thing you can do is acknowledge it and then figure out how do I gain that skill or is that even a skill that I want to gain? Right. And am I doing it to prove myself? What's my motivation? What's my reason for doing that? Mm -hmm. And how do I take that to something that's helpful for yeah. either the relationship that I'm called into, the job that I'm called into, the community I'm called into, et cetera. Yeah. So not all imposter syndrome is put it down, you're good enough, et cetera, which I think is the cultural belief now. Right. Like, yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna play in the NBA. <laughs> not good enough. I'm not that not that special. I'm not physically yeah, gifted. No. <laughs> yeah. No matter how much I work, yeah. Right. I'll be playing in the NBA. I see it's good to acknowledge regularly my dependence on God and my imperfection yeah. as a human. Yeah. It's good. Um what, what you're talking about here is really the learning stance, yeah. right? That I'm expecting I'm going to learn something today by failing at something today. I'm not like this. I say this. I'm saying these words because I say these words to myself all the time because I'm learning. I'm trying to learn this. It is difficult for me. I still want to be perfect at everything. I wanted to be perfect at recording that video. That was part of why that was so difficult for me. Mm. I need to say imperfect things to get through this. Mm. But that recognizing that and being willing to step into what is not going to be perfect that that's actually freeing when i'm able to do that yeah because then i do learn as we're getting toward the end i'm wondering if we could explore a little bit of what happens if we've got the snowball and the avalanche a little bit like looking back on something afterward how do we address even even if we worked our way through it or it's been a challenge for us but you know we look back on it Kind of how, what's the recovery look like? Yeah. I think that is a great spot to take episode two. Okay. Because I think those are going to be what gets into more of the mm -hmm. identity level questions okay. where it's like, I'm not good enough or I can't do that or et cetera. Mm -hmm. So that's my proposal is take that into okay. next episode. Can I drop one? Oh yeah. Idea? Give us, give us a, a teaser. So a little, little tidbit, a little taste of an idea here is just to do this in community so that you have some of those feedback mechanisms from other people that can help you get out of your own head. Nice. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. Look forward to exploring that and talking identity and yeah. all the other fun stuff that yeah. this reveals because yeah. this is, like we said, a learning moment for us to either explore and say, where am I over-indexing or have an opportunity to learn? Right. Thanks for exploring, my friend. Yes. Excellent. You did a great job, Chris. <laughs> you too, buddy. <laughs> hey, folks. Thanks for tuning in today. Behind the mics, you've got myself, Chris Conlon, and Mark Wavell. And our lead editor is Derek Donnelly. We are a crowdfunded nonprofit. 
Most of what we do is free because of your generous support. Thank you for joining us in our mission to bring a million lives closer to fullness in God's design. To support us financially or to learn more, visit humanproject.us. We'll see you next episode.